0: Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow are awaiting trial on first degree murder and conspiracy charges. As we get closer to their trial date in January of 2023, several small battles have been waging in court in an attempt to undermine the defense, clarify the grand jury charges, and how to handle the DNA evidence. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I, I've i had a whole evening to myself.
0: and What? Me and the dogs have just done whatever the hell we wanted. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. You get the whole family out there umping softball, and then you get a break. I know. I, I, <laughs> They probably wanted me to come and watch, but
1: it's mm. very outsidey out there. I'm yes, okay to stay in.
0: It's very <laughs> uh, hot out there too.
1: <laughs> it is. I I'm good. I'm still giggling because we're going to be recording a Patreon right after this. Mm-hmm. And it's not all funny, but some of it's really funny, and it is called "The Happiest Place on Earth." Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I cannot wait to hear this. <laughs> I,
1: can't, I can't wait to present this, to be honest. So anyway, we'll have to get through this Daybell nonsense first, but... <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> and how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, you know, uh, just living life. And um, I don't know, I just, I I wanted to do this episode today because I feel like um, there have been a lot of bits and pieces of things that have happened in the Daybell Valo case, but it hasn't been enough to like fully cover an episode. Um, and we've kind of got enough now and there's just all kinds of legal posturing going on. So we thought it would be fun mm-hmm. to do an update episode and kind of give y'all um, the details about where we're at now. Cause it yeah. feels slow and like, this is never going to go, you know, but it really is. I mean, things are turning their way through court mm-hmm. and we're, we're on our way to pre-trial conferences that mm-hmm. could be please. Or full-on trial. So I think it'll be kind of interesting to talk about what has happened Mm -hmm. in the last few months and kind of what it all means. Because something really important came out in the news today, and we'll get to that. Yeah. 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 So this is our Wednesday episode. This is a special report, so we are not doing segments today. Because we just want to give a little bit of um, a, a recap just through part of this year. We're not going to recap the whole case. because Who guys, has
1: all night? Yeah. yeah
0: no one. And uh, we've done it all before. Mm-hmm. But to kind of talk about all the legal stuff that's been happening in the last few months since Lori was released from prison. No no, not released from prison, sorry, Uh, state hospital, state (laughs) hospital.
1: Be careful, you will cause hysteria,
0: like like that glitch in the system a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my goodness, yeah, we can talk about that. Mm. So we are, of course, talking about the Chad daybell Lori Vallow murder case, um, particularly about the murders of Tammy Daybell, Chad Daybell's wife, and the murders of J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan, who were Lori Vallow's children. So Lori and Chad are, of course, sitting in jail here in little old Idaho. Chad is in Fremont County, Idaho, and Lori is in Madison County, Idaho, in these little jails, awaiting trial on somewhere around nine charges. But we're going to talk about that because there are some concerns around some of those charges. Uh But uh, we're moving along toward their trials. And... It, it can get weird and boring and hard to understand when all of this legal jockeying yeah. is happening. And there's been a lot. So And, and
1: plenty of it behind closed doors. Gee, almost that, that all of it. Really just kind doors. of speculating about what this could have meant or what they're actually doing.
0: Right. Yeah, so much. Right. So Lori was released from the state hospital in April and went back to the Madison County jail. Mm -hmm. So she has been found competent to stand trial where she wasn't before. So she has really, you know, really relieved, no, received some, um, you know, treatment, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. they did to spiff her up a bit, as you say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get her ready to actually be able to understand her charges and participate in her defense. Mm -hmm. So she was arraigned on April 19th. So she finally did, in fact, face her charges, which... Up to yeah. um, that point, she'd not actually been charged. Mm-mm.
1: We also had not seen her in court in over a year.
0: Yes, yes. And certainly um, the glamour, if there ever was any, is gone. She looks much more like someone who's been in jail a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so then a bunch of stuff started happening because a whole bunch of decisions had been made. While she was in the hospital and could not participate and neither could her attorney. Mm -hmm. So then a bunch of stuff had to happen. One was that the judge did make the decision to move the trial to Ada County, which is about five hours from where they're sitting right now um, in the Boise area. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a big deal because we didn't know if we were going to have to see them argue that whole thing again when she came out of the hospital
1: mm-hmm.
0: with her new attorney, Archibald, and that didn't happen. So it looks as though that's basically been accepted by her attorney. Mm-hmm. He has not fought that. No, I think he supported
1: that. I'm yeah. quite sure he had uh, offered his support to that. Uh, yeah, to that motion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, legitimately, is it the the only way they're going to have at least a somewhat unbiased jury? Yeah.
1: Likely, yeah. And
0: and even there, that's going to be tough to find because this Mm -hmm. case is everywhere in the news here. Mm -hmm. So then a bunch of other stuff has been happening. So the prosecution did file notice to seek the death penalty in Lori's case. Mm-hmm. That had already happened with Chad. And of course, they couldn't make that decision while Lori was in the state hospital. So once she was released, uh the prosecution did come back and say that they were in fact see- seeking the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> um, in the midst of all of this, John Pryor, on behalf of Chad, had filed to dismiss the case entirely against chad which
1: he'd actually filed that like two years ago this right is just, it was finally made it in front of the
0: judge yeah yeah finally made it in front of the judge and of course the judge said what <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh definitely not so we were all shocked shocked yeah, I say. Stunned, yeah. stunned stunned particularly with a, a grand jury indictment and you know all of these charges <laughs> like yeah sure So that happened about the time that they decided to move the trial to Ada. Mm -hmm. Then um, we had in May a bit of a scare because Lori's attorneys came out in the news and said that her mental health was, uh, let's see, extremely complex and fragile. Mm -hmm. This was kind of coming out around... What happened is that the trial date had already been set in January of 2023. Yeah. Then Lori comes out of the hospital. Well, she doesn't waive her right to speedy trial. Chad did; mm-hmm. she didn't. So it meant that her trial was going to have to happen in October. Mm-hmm. Problem being, these cases are joined, and the judge yeah. did refuse to separate them. Yeah. So uh, one of the one of the uh, arguments that the laurie's defense had is that her mental health is really fragile and to have to wait mm-hmm. clear till january for her trial might be detrimental she could end up back in the hospital that kind of stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and judge boyce said eh, not my problem we're gonna roll the dice on this one yeah. yeah and he did say that their trials would happen jointly in january mm-hmm. in ada county yeah um i the prosecution or no not the prosecution the um defense had said that they were bringing on a neuropsychologist to be keeping Mm -hmm. an eye on Lori, which I think is very smart. Mm -hmm. We've seen some really good stuff out of Archibald just as far Mm -hmm. as actual defense of his client. Mm -hmm. Taking care of his client. Yes. Having actual concern for her Mm -hmm. rather than um, wanting to be front and center with his dog and pony show, Mark Means. (laughs) Cause we all know that's what that was about. It was always everything he filed was about him. <laughs> I miss Mark Means, though. Don't you miss Mark Means? Yes, I mean we we we've had some great experiences and opportunities for comedic, uh, you know, podcasting thanks to Mark Means and his terrible skills at being an attorney. Mm-hmm. Hey,
1: he's, he's him, you know, getting kicked off the case has been bad for the brand, to be honest. But it, it's you know, been rough. Yes, we. As have it turns definitely... out it's not all about
0: us, so it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> But, uh, we do miss you, Mark. We do we don't have nearly as many episodes on this case now because the shit' not filing have shit every day quite yeah. a bit, yeah, but it is nice to see because we certainly do not want Lori to have um grounds for appeal no. and having a you know dunderhead for an attorney and and that was yeah. ha- that was looking like it could happen,
1: yeah, in all seriousness, this yeah this needed to happen so that she can't come back later and uh Professed that she, yeah, had inadequate counsel because she wouldn't have been lying.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's see. What else has happened here?
1: Also, I have to say, I -hmm. would imagine that Jim Archibald sleeps a whole hell of a lot better at night, not worrying about which brief Mark Means is firing off at 2 a.m. in a drunken rage.
0: Uh, Yes, I I would imagine so, because I I can only imagine what Archibald (laughs) must have thought of those last few Briefs that were, you know, full of the uh, air quotes, mm-hmm. <laughs> amongst many other things that were but, so ridiculous.
1: Accusations that the Mormon Church, health and welfare, and the prosecutor's office were conspiring.
0: Yes, for conspiring for something that Lori herself did. <laughs> so, <laughs> none of it made any sense. On we on all a case know that
1: is roiling with evidence. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was no, there's no reason to have to do any shady backhand and stuff. I mean, they've got all the evidence they need. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I would think so. We'll get to that tonight.
1: There's more. Yeah, yes. evidence,
0: but so the other thing that was going on behind closed doors. These hearings were behind closed doors. We didn't get to see them at all. Mm-hmm. Was were um, in relation to John Pryor um, filing to have. Rob Wood and Prosecutor Smith, who is the special prosecutor brought in, uh, removed from the case for various ridiculous reasons that uh, the judge did deny that mo- those motions.
1: I also wanted a comprehensive list of all of the felony, I believe, or death penalty cases, or maybe just cases in general, I'm not entirely sure, that uh, Prosecutor Smith had ever, ever prosecuted.
0: Yeah, like ever. And she is a consultant. And so she goes all over the country. (laughs) Like, totally irrelevant, you know. And just the constant accusing of Rob Wood. And, you know, we've talked about this before. But, I mean, the bottom line is, you just remove one prosecutor and another one steps up. It's not like it changes the game. It it doesn't change the game. No, but boy, memes
1: and Pryor have been extremely, extremely Freaked out by Rob Wood. Oh, really have. And you Really know, intimidated by him.
0: And we haven't and he seen hasn't any of from been...
1: Archibald. No. And well, those two are in court together all the time. Right. You know, it, it's a different working relationship, I'm sure. But the crazy thing is that, especially for this last year, Prosecutor Blake has done most of it. And yeah. Prosecutor Smith has been aboard a lot. We mm-hmm. haven't seen a lot out of Rob Wood. Which right. is fine. He's been in the background a lot. But I think that he has done a good job of getting out of Lindsey Blake's way mm-hmm. and letting her do, you know, what she does. And she's done a great right. job. Uh, I really honor that about what he has done and, you know, where he's at with this case.
0: Mm-hmm. But, ooh, they hate him. They hate him so much. They do. Yeah. They they do. And it. I, I think only because he has not bought into all of their drama and shenanigans and not put up with any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but,
1: you know, he also talked smack about Mark Means and got caught on t- tape doing it. He did. And that he did. Mark Means feelings. And that's part of what uh, started all of this.
0: It but is. And, you know, that probably should not have happened. Was But was no, that a reason to remove yeah. him from a case? No. no. <laughs> According to the judge, two times, no. No. Yeah. So those things were happening kind of in the background. But there are two new things that have just come up in the last few days. The first is that uh, Lori's defense has asked for some clarification from the grand jury on some of her charges. And I found this interesting because when I read through it, I went, oh, no kidding. Why has no one mentioned this before? So what's happened is that some of the charges have been combined in the same statement. And so um, Count One indicts them for conspiracy to commit first-degree murder um, of Tylee Ryan Mm -hmm. and grand theft by deception for collecting the Social Security survivor benefits that Tylee was getting. Mm -hmm. They're in the same, they're lumped together. Mm -hmm. And when they're lumped together, then they're to be penalized together. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing in Idaho code that says this is how you penalize someone for first degree murder and grand theft. Mm -hmm. Like they should be separate things. Mm -hmm. So it's just the way it was written, but it is something that does have to be addressed because Mm -hmm. how do you sentence someone for first degree murder and grand theft like together? That doesn't, that's not a thing. Yeah. So the. So Lori's um, attorneys have asked that this get clarified Mm -hmm. uh, so that, you know, they kind of know what they're looking at. And I I would imagine, you know, for example, if there was a plea deal in the works and they wanted to drop those grand theft charges, if they would plead to murder or something, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? If they're lumped together, you can't. Mm -hmm. Or they
1: wanted to uh, drop the murder charges and plead to the grand theft. (laughs) Right. I'm kidding. Okay. That'll never happen. But, That'll,
0: you know. Judge Boyce would never go for that. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's, it's just interesting because this is like actual real legal work mm-hmm. happening on the part of Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, first time we've ever seen it. This right. Is I mean, kind of thing that, you know, yeah. actually is something that's problematic. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, maybe it's the first time it could.
0: For in this a lot of particular ways, thing, yes, yeah. That's I mean, good. in this
1: last year, I mean, there's not a lot means could have done while she was in the hospital. There's a lot he did do. Uh, <laughs> but she wasn't actually officially charged with these things until she got out of the hospital. So he may not have been
0: able to. He probably that. wasn't. But I think there were but, probably other things in the past that maybe could have been addressed that were actual real legal issues versus mm-hmm. yes. just his constant nonsense, drama yeah
1: belligerent turned circus that we've witnessed yes
0: yes exactly so it's kind of nice to see like actual defense attorney work happening here mm-hmm. i also think it's interesting to think about that like what if they're trying to split some of these crimes up and plead guilty to some of them you know is mm-hmm. that why really is that the real reason underneath mm-hmm. the um you know this is a violation of idaho law their rights yeah. there's lots of problems with it but is the actual underlying reason because they want to plead guilty to parts of this Mm -hmm. and so it's got to be very clear first could be could be Mm -hmm. that's something that um you know i've thought of when i read this was well maybe they're trying to like get some of it dropped if they plead to some of it Mm -hmm. because that's how plea deals work yeah so the other thing that happened just today you may recall that there's been an argument around some testing of DNA evidence. And that was shelved a while back while Lori was still in the hospital Mm -hmm. because it was something that needed to be addressed by the defense for both uh, defendants. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is what they have. This is the first time I've seen this entire list. And Katie, I think you said it was you as well. Yeah. These are the things that they have. That they need to test, but in testing them, the samples will be destroyed. So it can't be repeated. Mm -hmm. So they have to do it in some way where everybody that's got a stake in the situation can have an expert present to make sure that it's done in a way that is um, legal and fair for everybody. Yeah. But they have hairs on duct tape Mm -hmm. inside a body bag used to transport the remains of J.J., Mm i'm going to stop you right there for just a second yes
1: and just point out please do that when the children were found like right when the children were found that's one of the earliest predictions that we made is that we believed that there would be dna on the duct tape that would help to convict these guys. We've yes. been saying that from literally from day 1 from when the kids were found. So we have. um not to just toot our own horns at all except for I kind of am because we had said that all along. Yes. And then finally to have that confirmed that yes there is hair on the duct tape and they are testing it. Well, yeah. I mean maybe it's not that hard to get there because um you, if you've ever used duct tape,
0: <laughs> right? You lose quite a bit of hair and your a, fingerprints a on it. Flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also have fingerprints on the adhesive side of the tape Uh that was associated with JJ's body. So that's fingerprints of the people putting the tape on or tearing it off the roll. Uh Uh, Small dark spots on the handles of a shovel and pickaxe removed from a garage, the garage barn, that red building. At Chad's house. At Chad's house. Now, I'm going to assume that those dark spots are, they're expecting them to be blood. Tylee's blood. Tylee's blood. Yeah. Uh, Swabs of tape areas. And this one's interesting. Swabs from fingernails from JJ's right hand. So something under his fingernails on his right hand. Mm -hmm. Could be a lot of things. A lot of times that skin. Scratching someone when you're trying to defend yourself or get away. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So they have all of this. That absolutely turned my stomach. I know, me too. When I read that, I went, oh no. To think he that JJ had
1: away. offensive DNA yeah. or defensive DNA, I guess. Yeah. Yeah,
0: defensive. Yeah. So we're back to this place of they need to do consumptive testing, which just means that the test can't be repeated. Once it's been done, the evidence is obliterated. Mm hmm. So prosecutors filed um, a brief this week that they haven't done any of the testing up to this point Mm -hmm. uh, because they were waiting for Lori to be out Mm -hmm. and for her attorney to be able to be a part of this, of course. Mm -hmm. And so they've now asked the judge to allow for that testing. Mm -hmm. So what often happens is the defense attorneys will have someone observe the testing or Mm -hmm. it will be recorded on video Uh uh-huh so um normally that testing would be done at the idaho state police forensic services lab in meridian which is near boise idaho we only have one lab Mm -hmm. in idaho that does this stuff um however that lab has asked judge boyce to have it done elsewhere they don't want to do it which i think is interesting yeah so here's what um The lab manager, uh, her name is Rileen Nolan. Here's what she said about that. I affirm our manual restricts visitors from operational areas of the laboratory due to the risk of contamination and disruption of work. Due to the contamination risk, the risk of distraction that could lead to errors caused by having someone video the laboratory analysis, and the necessary shutdown of all other work in the laboratory during filming. The laboratory request to have samples analyzed by an independent accredited DNA laboratory instead of requiring the uh, Idaho um, State Police Forensic Services Lab uh, to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But, I mean, this is a small lab. And I, I think what she's saying is that this would be really disruptive to them. They normally don't allow Visitors right. or anyone to observe. They're also working other cases that would have to be paused. I mean, Surely this isn't things.
1: the first time something like this has come up. I would
0: think. But also, where's the Jeffersonian when you need them? Where is the, right? Come on, Bones. Where are you? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. That's just the thing. I mean, we're not super high tech in Idaho when it comes to mm-hmm. these things. I think an independent lab probably is the best. the best bet where mm-hmm. they can dedicate some time just to this evidence mm-hmm. and um, maybe to a lab that's bigger, has more capabilities. Yep. I don't know exactly what yeah. ours has, but, you know, the fact that we only have one for the whole state should tell you something.
1: Well, uh, considering that some of this DNA is consumptive, meaning that using it once will be gone forever, Yeah, you have one shot. You cannot F this up. Right. Maybe we need a bigger lab, a more high-tech lab, just for everyone's peace of mind to get this done right the first time, not right. to drag on the, the Idaho state lab at all, no. just that uh, they are telling us we really can't do it. Okay, good. Let's find something spectacular.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, let's go to <coughs> the kind of lab that handles this stuff, this type of yeah. stuff all the time. So that has been submitted to judge Boyce. Of course, the defense attorneys are going to have their opportunity with it. Yeah. um, To say what they want. And so there will be an order come down eventually. But it's time. It's time to get this kind of stuff done and ready. Yeah. Because trial is coming January 9th. Mm -hmm. And they need to have all their ducks in a row here. So, yeah, because this could take a while. I mean, these are things that have got to be done. DNA testing is not fast. Mm -hmm. the fingerprint testing and a bunch of that other stuff that's not slow but the the dna related stuff that's slow Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me um so i do uh i feel like that's interesting and it's a good move forward yeah that like now we're seeing this is a question that's been around for a long time because we don't know Mm -hmm. what this dna is going to show i mean everyone has some Some guesses about it. But Mm -hmm. we don't actually know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (coughs) And in the meantime, Lori and Chad both sit in their prospective jails and wait. Where they have both been now for quite some time. Mm -hmm. You know, Lori, of course, with her uh, stint at the hospital. But still, they have both been in custody now. (coughs) Right. For for a long time. A couple of years.
0: Yeah, they have. Well, and you... Had heard a little bit about what's going mm-hmm. on with Lori in jail.
1: I, I did. So, the next time you guys see Lori in court. And she's looking like she's been all spiffed up. Well, she has. Uh, Lori has made some friends. She's got some pals at jail. It is terrifying. That she is able to spend some time with. Uh, doing each other's hair. Exercising. Chatting. I'm going to tell you. That I believe that hands down, Lori is having a much better jail experience than Chad is. Right, because Lori's at a jail where she's not in solitary. She has some contact with other inmates, and this is a jail that is well known for their good food. They have a, a kitchen where everything is homemade. Yeah, uh, some inmates, depending on what the you know they're there for, have an opportunity to work in the kitchen. And other inmates asked to transfer to the Madison County Jail from the area because they do get treated better and fed better here.
0: Yes. Uh, Madison County houses women for several other counties in the area that don't house women.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's a fairly new facility, the women's facility. Mm -hmm. And it's it's decent, you know. And so I, I think by and large, she's having a better experience. What we know of Chad... Unless this has changed since the last time we were able to talk to somebody who'd been incarcerated while Chad was there, which we did have that once upon a time, uh, mm-hmm. but it's been a while since we were able to talk to somebody who has. Yeah. Is that Chad is in solitary? He's in his cell. He's only allowed out when no one else is, and mm-hmm. you know because he is a pri- high priority, high profile case, and they have less capabilities at Fremont to keep him safe than yeah. they do it's Lori a at small Madison. Deal. We also know at Fremont, they, uh, mostly just feed them frozen food, like hot pockets and TV dinners. Mm -hmm. And our understanding is that Chad's mostly living on hot pockets. So last we knew of Chad, he was in a cell where he was really not having, uh, any meaningful contact with other people. Right. Uh, last we knew the inmates were basically told they weren't allowed to speak to him. They weren't allowed to have contact with him. Mm -hmm. I had heard somewhere else that he was preaching, uh, scripture and gospel to any anybody, any inmates that would listen. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'd heard that. Um, mm-hmm. Incidentally, that's exactly what little Joshy Duggar is doing currently. So, you know, yes. mm-hmm. preach on, I guess. But, uh, I you know, so, so that's kind of how it rolls for Chad versus Lori. Lori actually, and she had that long stint in the hospital where she also was receiving good care. I mean, it's still, she's still a prisoner and incarcerated even while she's in the hospital, but still not nearly as restrictive as what Chad is experiencing. I, I just think it's an interesting sideline between the
0: two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, definitely. I, and maybe that's kind of always the case in men men's jails versus women's jails. I don't know.
1: Well, Around here it can, seems to be. They're not always in solitary though. And Chad is because they really don't have a lot of ways to keep him safe except for keep him by himself.
0: And when he was first there, he was being threatened and people Mm -hmm. screaming at him and stuff. And so, but you know, people move on. I find it interesting because Mm -hmm. they did kind of keep Lori separate from the other women at Mm -hmm. first too. And it's, it's interesting to me that there are women that are willing to affiliate themselves even in jail with her.
1: Hmm. I know. It is interesting. Yeah. I had another wondering. I was thinking about mm. Lori and Chad and this whole ordeal. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about all of the other missing persons, missing children's cases we've covered over the last two years.
0: Yeah.
1: And how frequently the parents will report these children missing. Mm -hmm. and then tell law enforcement some kind of a tale, something along the lines of they were playing in the backyard and they vanished, or we just woke up and she was gone. You Mm -hmm. know, we've heard a lot of these stories over the last couple of years. And then either the children are found deceased and the parents are charged or the children are never found, but the parents are charged based on various evidence. Do you think, and you guys, Feel free to weigh in on this. I just think it's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Do you think that had Lori not refused to speak and instead been the one who said that Tylee and JJ had vanished, do you think she'd be in this position now?
0: Oh, I think that's a really good question. And I think that I think things would be different. It's um, very possible. She behaved so suspiciously from the very beginning when people figured out these kids were missing Mm -hmm. everything she did was sketchy and suspicious she was terrible at throwing the police off her scent you know right it would have been a lot smarter to say they just disappeared they were outside playing and never came home or whatever you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than this oh they're safe but i won't tell you where they are crap it it certainly has made her look guilty from the very beginning
1: it has. Well, so has marrying Chad. I mean, the way she and Chad got married right. the second Tammy died, and all of that. Yeah. I mean, that also made them look very suspicious. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: they've been terrible criminals from the get-go, for sure. Yeah. But I just was thinking about that today, in the scope of the other cases that we've covered. Some mm-hmm. of those parents have been charged. Some of them haven't. You know, right. thinking about uh, like the missing little girl in Washington, and mm-hmm. you know, and some others that. There's never been charges and lots of other missing kids that maybe their parents did do it and know exactly what happened to them. And there have not been charges. It just makes me wonder. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad. But it makes me wonder if had they handled this differently, told a different lie, done different things, if they would have never found these kids.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think you have a valid point. And it, it points to the extreme arrogance and believing of their own hype mm-hmm. that Chad and Laurie had fallen into. Mm-hmm. To think with the very suspicious things that they had done, they wouldn't immediately be the first suspects.
1: It's why when I talk to people who say this was just all about sex and greed the whole time, they don't even believe this shit, this really wasn't about their beliefs, I disagree.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: Because they didn't behave like that. They behaved like they were drinking their Kool-Aid. Like Absolutely. they really believed that there would be an earthquake that wiped out Salt Lake City. Like mm-hmm. there would be a reckoning with Jesus Christ that set them free from their crimes. Yeah. They did believe to some degree. And and were they fire and, uh, or were they oil and gas or, wow, I just can't do it right. Were they a match to a flame? Yes, they were. So. I still got it wrong. That's fine. Whatever. It's I think you know what I mean. I
0: think I, we get the point. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'll stop trying. But <laughs> I, <laughs> of course they were. And a match made in hell, most certainly. Yeah. But they believed this shit to the point that they didn't even try that hard to cover their own tracks. No. Lori really thought that all she would have to do is say, I'm not telling you.
0: Mm-hmm. And that would be enough. Yeah.
1: She really thought that would work.
0: She really seemed to because she stuck with it to the point of being extradited from Hawaii Mm -hmm. to um, account for where her children were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I have also been amazed the entire time since since the authorities found the kids' bodies that they were so arrogant to think they would not be caught burying them in Chad's backyard. Mm -hmm. Like, really? Mm -hmm. That's another, I think, another point that Proves your point that they really did mm-hmm. believe this shit because mm-hmm. they, I mean, you didn't think that would be one of the first places they would look. Yeah. It really nearly was the first place they looked, you know, they looked in Yellowstone Park and then they looked in Chad's backyard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So interesting.
1: And honestly, they could have made them disappear in Ch- in Yellowstone Park.
0: Oh, they could yeah. have at
1: least for longer than this, they could have. Mm-hmm. They didn't. No, they didn't. They
0: were so self-assured. Mm-hmm. They really were, which is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to think about who they are—that they were so arrogant to think that they could get away with all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but I don't think it's—it's it's been a it totally lot easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: definitely. But, you know, Chandler Law Enforcement taught them that, I think, in some ways.
0: <laughs> right. And she did get away with murder. Yes, she did. So, what's another one? She got away with, um, you know, conspiracy to commit murder of Charles Vallow. I mean, not she's not gotten away with it now. But no, but at the time.
1: At the time. yeah, And I
0: mean,
1: maybe she got away with the murder of Joseph Ryan, too. We We think she did. A mm-hmm. lot of people believe she did. There's yeah. no real proof of it now but bodies fall around lori we know that they definitely do anyway it's just just thoughts i've been having
0: yeah i i, I think that's a very valid very valid point point. and we'll see what's going to happen you know i'm very curious to see what happens come november when their um pre-trial conferences come up or is this mm-hmm. really going to go all the way to trial well, no, I don't know. These no, are no, death no. penalty cases. I mean, or are they going to try to get, and I'm sure they already have, but are they trying to get one of them to flip on the other? Right. I do really wonder if that's what Archibald wants Lori to do.
1: Oh, I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. We know this is part of the reason that Mark Means was so mad at uh, Prosecutor Woods. Right. Because he told Laurie's sister, Summer... That he believed that Chad was the mastermind behind this, that Lori was just following him, and that she would do herself well to turn on him, to roll Mm -hmm. on him, to testify. Uh, That's one of, and of course, he told her also that uh, little Marky Means is an idiot and she needed different counsel. Those were basically the things he said Mm -hmm. in not so many words, but you know, I'm summing it up. But Mm -hmm. anyway.
0: Well, he also everyone said
1: everyone has said that in law enforcement, that they really think that Chad really was the mastermind. A lot of people don't think that's true. They mm-hmm. think that Lori really cooked this stuff up and that she just, uh, you know, that Chad was following behind her like a little puppy dog. But I think it's very interesting that that's not what Prosecutor would believe, because yeah. he knows more than we do. Well, also,
0: you look at all of Chad's writing and the stuff Mm -hmm. that he did, you know, um, calling himself a prophet of the Mormon church and Mm -hmm. trying to draw people into his little circle. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that he wasn't the mastermind of this? This is just an extension of all those stories that he's written and told. Yeah. I I think he is the mastermind. The other Mm -hmm. thing, and we have to remember, is this all true? The prosecutor would said to Summer. Or did he have, you know, was this part of a... You know, a motive on his part, but he mm-hmm. said there's actually a lot more evidence against Lori than there is against Chad. Yeah. And I found that very mm-hmm. interesting. Also, is it true? Was that a manipulation on his part? We don't know. We don't no. know. Because truly,
1: if he really thinks that there's a lot more evidence against Lori and they're gonna have a lot easier time uh convicting Lori. Why wouldn't you really want Lori to turn on Chad so that you could certainly convict him too? Yes. Because yeah. the thought of Chad not getting convicted in this, well,
0: terrifying.
1: That's pretty gross. Yeah, I yeah. don't see that happening really. I but, don't either. But you're right. I don't Maybe that was part of his thought process that uh, mm-hmm. he really needs Lori to see the light
0: because he really needs that testimony. Right. Right. And, and, you know, what's going on behind closed doors with both defendants and their attorneys, because probably both attorneys are like, you need to take a plea, Mm -hmm. but are they rational enough at this point or have, you know, given up on their whirlwind romance to a point that they can flip on each other? I don't know. Or is
1: Chad sitting in that cell reading those scriptures and Just continually crazier, dreaming crazier up. by the minute. <laughs> yeah. All of the other reasons why he definitely is a prophet of God and yada yada. Mm-hmm.
0: See that That's a lot to think about. It really is. Well, and also because Laurie has shown no interest in turning on Chad I mean, Chad, it was Chad who tried to sever their cases. Mm-hmm. Not Laurie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things are still
1: uh, in prior's words not severing would it be extremely prejudicial to his client.
0: Yes, yes. So there's some interesting things in the in those words that we've heard from the prosecutor and from prior make us really make you think a lot about mm-hmm. what do they know? Yeah. So this is where it all stands right now. We'll continue to update and periodically we will do another update episode to kind of roll it all together because if you don't catch us on Wednesday night case updates you might not hear this Mm -hmm. um we literally talk about this case every week on Wednesday night case yeah we talk about this case constantly but it Mm -hmm. gets it's so much information that I think sometimes it's good to put it all in an episode so that you can hear uh, what's what's going down so we'll we'll keep updating we'll see what happens with the uh, request to clarify from the grand jury. We'll see mm-hmm. what the judge does with the request to um, use the DNA samples. All of it. This yeah. is like, this is, we're getting to the nitty gritty of the actual, mm-hmm. like, what's going to come out in the trial. Yeah. Kinds of stuff. And that's. Yeah. That feels kind of good at this point. Like, mm-hmm. we've been waiting for so long to see what all do they know and where is this going to go. Yeah. And we're starting to see that, I think. Agreed. Yeah. Well, this is uh, our Wednesday episode. We'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain for our uh, Wednesday night case update live stream. And immediately following that, because this will be the it's the third Wednesday of the month, we will be having the True Crime Cold Read Party, Mm -hmm. which is our uh, membership on YouTube. So it's $4.99 a month. If you join, then you get to come to the Cold Read Party where you can bring a cold case that has, that you've, you know, maybe it's stuck in your head for years and you, you really want to know what happened. We'll do a cold read. Mm-hmm. We'll read cases. We'll give you what we think happened. And uh, it's really a lot of fun. We, we read a bunch of them every, every month and we really enjoy it. So you are certainly invited. Just click the join button on the homepage of our YouTube channel, which is just true crime squad. Mm-hmm. And follow, you know, just follow the instructions to join and then you will get, you'll see the announcements and, you know, the invites and stuff for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, true Crime Cold Read Party. So we will be back for that uh, tonight as well. Very good. So, as always, there's something always to talk about in true crime. <laughs> Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. And check us out on Patreon. We are True Crime Squad on Patreon. And you're going to want to hear this episode. Tell us again the name of our newest Patreon episode, Katie. The happiest place on earth? Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Crime's it's going to be awesome. So if you sign up with us over on Patreon, then you get that extra content. We do two extra shows a month. And we do a lot of fun stuff over there. So go check it out. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.